Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. It is Monday, March 6th, 2023, and this is Alex, your intrepid nerd bestie. In case you didn't know, this is our Monday show where we take a look back at the weekend, a look forward at the week, and generally try to get our bearings for the coming days. And no, this podcast is not an attempt by me to figure out some way to turn prep into content. We even find time on the Monday show to chat through a couple of startup rounds from the last couple of days. So let's have some fun. Let's get it. Opening as we do with markets, let's take a look at stocks. Around the world, the stock market has been uneven today. Shares ripped higher in Japan and South Korea, but fell in China, according to some major indices. Over in Europe, shares were, I would say, very mixed, but with perhaps a little bit more red ink than green. And here in the US, it appears that stocks are going to start about as flat as can be. All told, not that much going on. Now, before we head into the rest of the news, a brief note that China's latest government meeting did lead to lower than anticipated growth targets on the GDP level and a very visible favoring of hardware tech companies, think AI and chips and so forth, over their internet-based peers. Something to chew on if you care about Chinese startups. Moving from stocks to the more wild world of crypto, what's going on? Well, in aggregate, the so-called crypto market cap is nearly precisely at the $1 trillion mark this morning, proving largely unable once again to break out of that range. Now, driving that market cap figure is the value of major crypto tokens like Bitcoin and Ether that endured a synchronized decline last week that has since persisted. The two tokens are down around 4.5% in the last week, though they haven't moved much since. Elsewhere in crypto, well, in NFT land, a recent boom in trading volume has lost some steam, it appears, in the last week, but we'll need a bit more data before we call an end to the recent non-fungible boomlet. Closing the crypto loop, the value of Silvergate, a banking institution that worked with the crypto industry, is off 7% more in pre-market trading this morning, according to Yahoo Finance, after falling sharply in recent weeks and recent months and recent quarters. The crypto winter may be thawing a little bit here and there, but it remains very chilly out there. Scooting along, the big news from the weekend is that Arm, a chip designer owned by SoftBank, is going to go public this year. Yay! Even better, it's going to go public in the United States. Huzzah! And even better than that, well, it may try to raise around $8 billion in its debut, making its upcoming public offering a massive deal. And that's all according to Reuters reporting. The same source writes that we may see ARM file confidentially in April, which by our reckoning implies that we could get a real S1 from the company after its Q2 results close. Just spitballing there, but at this point, we are so parched for literally any IPO that we are salivating here. You could even say that we would give an arm and a leg for this particular S1. Now, we don't have time this morning to go through the entire ARM slash SoftBank history. But you may have heard that computing chips are a pretty big deal these days, you know, perhaps in geopolitical terms. In fact, earlier in this show, we noted that China has a big hardware focus. Well, that includes chips. And ARM is a pretty big player in that space. So this IPO is going to matter, yes, for financial reasons, but also for a heck of a lot of other reasons as well. This one has us hype. Let's talk about a couple of startups. And one that has me jumping for joy round and about is a startup called Abound. 
Now, according to TechCrunch's own Ingrid London, and I quote, after a slow start in the UK and Europe, open banking is catching on with fintechs who are using APIs to access banking data and rails and using them as an alternative to traditional credit networks to build products. Now, this matters to us this morning because UK-based consumer lending service called Abound is doubling down on its ambitions in the space with a big fundraise to fuel its own open banking-based business. And how big is that round? Well, it's 500 million pounds, which in American money is like 600 million units of USD. So a couple of thoughts here. One, holy crap, that's a lot of money for 2023. And two, I need to figure out more about open banking in the UK and Europe, it appears, because in general, credit processes and credit scoring in America are trash. So if someone somewhere is taking on traditional systems, well, I'm here for it. Fintech, it's never boring. Moving on from Abound, the next company in our sites is Wunderkind, or I believe in German, Wunderkind. Anyways, in a more normal-ish round, behavioral marketing startup Wunderkind just put together a $76 million Series C. So it's a big Series C, but not one that really blows our socks off, you know? Now, TechCrunch's Kyle Wiggers noted in his coverage of the funding event that behavioral marketing itself can feel a little bit creepy and that there is some pushback out there to the model. Here's the thing, though. It appears to actually work, meaning that we should probably expect to see more of it in the market in coming years. Wunderkind, though, is a hilarious name because the startup is effectively saying, by its own choice, that it is a whiz kid. I mean, that's pretty funny. It reminds me of the time when I wanted to start a holding company, insert laughter here, for my personal projects, insert more laughter here, and call it, this is great, functional brilliance. You may laugh at me now. Elsewhere in startup land, a new show that I'm calling Troubles in African Fintech. First up, Alerzo, a Nigerian B2B e-commerce platform that digitizes commerce and payment processes between fast-moving consumer goods suppliers and informal retailers, has laid off 15% of its full-time workers. The company did confirm that to TechCrunch, according to our own Tej Kene Okafor. So Alerzo, layoffs. And then well-known African fintech company Flutterwave appears to be hacked, leading to, again, what appears to be millions of dollars in missing consumer money. That's not very good. Now, fintech is risky around the world, so this collection of stories is not to imply that any particular region of fintech work is less secure than others. But at the same time, given how important fintech has been to the African startup scene in general, it's not really good news. And to close out the show this morning, more Tesla price cuts. According to TechWrench.com, there have been cuts to Model S and X units here in the United States. This is part of a series of price cuts at the car company, perhaps to spur end of quarter sales if you look at certain timings of certain cuts in certain regions. Now, the good news here is that this is evidence that the EV market is getting more competitive. For consumers, that's good news. The bad news, I suppose, for Tesla shareholders, is that lower prices can lead to margin compression. All right, that is our show. We are out of time. We must send you off into your work week. Bon voyage. But before we do, a couple of quick housekeeping notes. First of all, on this feed earlier this morning, there was the last episode of our podcast all about Battlefield. Shout out to my dear friend Nisha Tombe for that. She's done an amazing job. If you want to learn more about TechCrunch's Disrupt event in general, Battlefield and its history, who's taken part, who's done well, well, that's for you. And it's even in your equity feed. You're welcome. 
And then looking ahead in the middle of March, I am doing a TechCrunch Live with Kleiner Perkins and Thrive Global. Should be an absolute good time. We're going to talk about sleep, burnout, venture capital investing, health tech, and lots of other fun things with Mamoon and also I think Ariana Huffington. So that's going to be a real good time. Now, to wrap up quickly, don't forget you can use the code equity to save money on TechCrunch Plus or tickets to early stage in April. And you can follow the show on Twitter under the handle EquityPod. You can follow me. I tweet under the handle Alex because I have no imagination. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday. You are amazing. Goodbye. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, editor-in-chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch Audio products. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.